0: 1 Chronicles chapter 7 Of the sons of Issachar, Tola and Pua, Jashub and Shimron, four. The sons of Tola, Uzi, Rephaiah, Jeriel, Jemai, Ibsum, and Shemuel, heads of their father's houses. Of Tola, mighty men of valour in their generations. Their number in the days of David was twenty two thousand six hundred. The son of Uzi, Israhiah, the sons of Israhiah, Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah, five, all of them chief men. With them, by their generations, after their father's houses, were bands of the army for war, 36,000, for they had many wives and sons. Their brothers, among all the families of Issachar, mighty men of valor, listed in all by genealogy, were 87,000. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Bekah, Jediel, 3. The sons of Baalah, Esbon, Uzi, Uziel, Jeremoth, and Era, 5. Heads of fathers' houses, mighty men of valour, and they were listed by genealogy 22,034. The sons of Bekah, Zemira, Joash, Eliezer, Eloani, Omri, Jeremoth, Abijah, Anatoth, and Elameth. All of these were the sons of Bekah. These were listed by genealogy. After their generations, heads of their fathers' houses, mighty men of valour, 22,200. The son of Jediel, Bilhan. The sons of Bilhan, Jehush, Benjamin, Ahud, Chinana, Zethan, Tarshish, and Abishahar. All of these were sons of Jediel, according to the heads of their fathers' houses, mighty men of valour, 17,200, who were able to go out to the army for war. So were Shupim, Hupim, the sons of Ea, Hushim, and the sons of Ar. The sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, Shalom, and the sons of Bilhar. The sons of Manasseh, Azriel, whom his concubine, the Aramites, bore. She bore Machir, the father of Gilead, Makiah took a wife of Hupim and Shupim, whose sister's name was Maaka. The name of the second was Zelophodad, and Zelophodad had daughters. Maaka, the wife of Machiah bore a son, and she named him Perish. The name of his brother was Sheresh, and his sons were Ulam and Rechem. The sons of Ulam, Bedan, these were the sons of Gilead, the son of Makiah, the son of Manasseh. His sister, Hamolaketh, bore Ishod. Abiezer and Mala. The sons of Shemedah were Ahihan, Shechem, Liki, and Aniam. The sons of Ephraim Shuthalah, Bered his son, Tahath his son, Eliada his son, Tahath his son, Zabad his son, Shuthalah his son, Ezah, and Eliad, whom the men of Gath who were born in the land killed because they came down to take away their livestock. Ephraim, their father, mourned many days, and his brothers came to comfort him. He went into his wife, and she conceived and bore a son, and he named him Beriah, because there was trouble with his house. His daughter was Sheerah, who built beth Horon the lower, and the upper, and Uzun, Sheerah. Repha was his son, and Resheph, and Teala his son, Tehan his son, Ladan his son, Amihud his son, Elishamah his son, Nun his son, and Joshua his son. Their possessions and settlements were Bethel and its towns, and eastward, Naaran and westward, Giza with its towns, Shechem also and its towns, to Azar and its towns. And by the borders of the children of Manasseh, Bethshan and its towns, Ta'anak and its towns, Megiddo and its towns, and Dor and its towns. The children of Joseph, the sons of Israel, lived in these. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Beriah. Sarah was their sister. The sons of Beriah, Heba, Malkiel, who was the father of Berzaeth. Heba became the father of Japhlet, Shomer, Hotham, and Shua their sister. The sons of Japhlet, Passach, Bimhal, and Ashvath. These are the sons of Japhlet, the sons of Shemer, Ahi, Roghar, Jehubah, and Aram. The sons of Helam his brother, Zophar, Imnah, Shalesh, and Amal. The sons of Zophar, Suah, Hanapha, Shual, Beri, Imra, Biza, Hod, Shammah, Shilshar, Ethran, and Bera. The sons of Jethah, Jephana, Pispa, and Ara. The sons of Ullah, Ara, Haniel, and Rizia. All of these were the children of Asher. Heads of their fathers' houses, choice and mighty men of valour, chief of the princes. The number of them listed by genealogy for service in war was 26,000 men. Well, we're going through the tribes, one by one by one, and out of each tribe we're listing significant genealogies and significant people. And we went through, um, in chapter four, you know, Judah and Simeon, chapter five we went through Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, chapter 6 we went through Levi, and now we're going through all the rest of the tribes, um, except for, I think, Benjamin, which we'll get to in the next chapter. Now, interestingly, these these lists are clearly not comprehensive, because when we got to Naphtali, there was literally just one verse, the sons of Naphtali, and it just listed like four names or so, and that was it, moving on. So this is like six generations after the exile, and there have been hundreds of thousands and possibly millions of people from this one tribe, and yet only listed are four names. So I think there's a few reasons. One is that this author may not have had a lot of information to draw on. Now, for starters, you know how hard it is doing a family tree. Once you go back a few generations, it just starts multiplying, and you just end up with so many people to keep a track of. So clearly, these genealogies, even though there's nine entire chapters of them, they are not comprehensive. We're just picking some high points, and in some cases, it may just be that that's all the information that the writer had his hands on. Um, But for some tribes like Judah and Levi, there's a lot more information, and as it turns out, those are the more important tribes to know about. So, as we're going through the tribes, there's two really interesting things here. One is that we mentioned Benjamin in this chapter, but when it lists the sons of Benjamin, and the people that are listed it don't seem like anyone from the family of Benjamin at all. And that's really weird because when we go back to the um, book of Genesis and other places, we know some of the people that are in the family of Benjamin. But in this chapter, starting from verse six, it was listed, it said, the sons of Benjamin. It started saying the names of people, but we don't know who they were. They don't sound like the sons of Benjamin, and that's going to be very interesting because when we get to the next chapter, chapter eight, it's going to say, now the sons of Benjamin. And it does it a second time. So this is where <laughs> some experts think that they that whoever has, you know, it, what happens sometimes is that the Bible is written out, but you know, written as it originally is, but as time goes on, there's little mistakes. And they pick them up in what's called textual criticism. So what happens is you've got You know, before the days of printing presses, every scroll had to be manually written out. And what you would do is as a scroll was being wound out and wound back in, it was made of animal parchment, which is, you know, an animal dies, you get its leather, it becomes the scroll. But then over time, as it's used, it wears out. So you have to make a copy. And as time goes on, sometimes they make little mistakes when they're doing the copying. And so you might get... um, And I've experienced this myself because I decided to write the whole Bible out by hand a few years ago. And I started with Romans and I wrote from Romans a huge big chunk of the New Testament before I stopped doing it. So I never got around to finishing that project. But I wrote a great big chunk, about half of the New Testament I wrote out by hand. And I would put the Bible there and I would copy. And as I'd be copying, you'd look at one, you'd write, you'd look at one and write. And sometimes you'd make a little mistake. So, you know, to say, for God so loved the world. And you'd write, for God so, so loved the world. And you'd write the word so twice. Well, so there'd be little mistakes like that. I never made a major mistake. I only made little mistakes like that. And I would have done it 20 or 30 times. And today, there's a whole branch of studying the Bible, which is called textual criticism. And what they do is they get all the scrolls And, you know, so like today, for example, we might have a 100 different scrolls of, say, the Gospel of John. And um, with with a book like Chronicles, we might not have as many um, because uh, it's an older book. And so sometimes there's just not as many copies come down to us. But they'll get all the copies. Let's say there's 50 of them, 50 copies of Chronicles. And they go through and they compare. And sometimes they notice slight differences. So they might notice that, for example, the name of a person is Gershon... Uh, in one, but in another it says Gershom with an M. One's an N, one's an M, slight differences. We know, all right, that's just a scribal mistake, um, but we know exactly who it is. It's talking about Gershom, the person, one of the sons of Levi. So that's a really common one. And in the Bible, you know, the entire Bible is 800,000 words, and there's an estimated 50,000 or something, or maybe more than 50,000 scribal mistakes and 99.99% of them are this type of a thing. It's Gershon instead of Gershom. And, and by getting all of the, the scrolls together and comparing them all, you can, it's really, really obvious to know what the original was actually supposed to be. So you've got, you know, 40 scrolls that say Gershom, and 10 scrolls say Gershon. <laughs> so you say, all right, it's probably Gershom. So you write Gershom. So in your Bible, it'll say Gershom. That type of a thing. Um, but every now and then, and there's just a handful of places in the Bible where they think possibly there has been just a bigger mistake. And this is one of those places where they think it wasn't supposed to be the sons of Benjamin, but it was supposed to be the sons of one of the other tribes. And now this is just commentators conjecturing. They may be right, they may be right, or they may be wrong. And there's some other explanation no one's thought of. what we've got here is we're going through the tribes one by one by one, but two of the tribes are missing. So you'd think if you're going to go through all the tribes, you'd include them all right? (laughs) Well, two of the tribes are missing, Dan and Zebulun. Dan and Zebulun are the two missing tribes, and Benjamin's in there twice. Now Benjamin was here in chapter 7 from starting from verse 6, but the names listed there don't seem like anyone from the tribe of Benjamin. But in the next chapter they're going to say the sons of benjamin and they're going to start talking about benjamin all over again but in that chapter the people listed are definitely the sons of benjamin so one of the the thoughts is that where it says the sons of benjamin in this chapter it's it's one of these textual mistakes where you know the person who's been writing down just in his mind was just thinking benjamin in the moment right benjamin but it was actually maybe zebulun and not benjamin and um, so that's possibly what happened. So, if that was the case, let's say it was Zebulun and not Benjamin, that only leaves one of the tribes missing, that's Dan. Now, why would Dan be left out? (laughs) Well, here's the David Alley stab at the dark guess as to why maybe Dan got left out. Two thoughts, number one, he didn't have any records of Dan to go off. Mind you, he could have gone back to the book of Genesis and he could have found a few people there. So. But stab number two, if you go all the way into the New Testament, to Revelation chapter seven, is it Revelation seven? I didn't write it down here. But yeah, in the book of Revelation, I didn't write down my reference, there's a place where it lists the 12 tribes of Israel, and it starts going through them all, and guess who's missing? Dan. Dan's the one tribe missing in Revelation, and people... Bible preachers and commentators and even just casual people who read the Bible. I remember as a child reading the book of Revelation and thinking, oh, why is Dan missing? And what happened is in the book of Revelation, Joseph was put in, but Dan was out. Uh, So weird, hey? And um, so I I was wondering about that as a child, and now we've got another section of the Bible where Dan's out as well. So what's the go? (laughs) Well, here's my stab in the dark, probably wrong guess at that. And that's way back to Genesis chapter 49 where Jacob is giving uh, you know, a prophecy about the future of his sons and he says, Dan is a snake. And he says, Dan is like a snake on the path that rises up and strikes the rider. So Dan, for some reason, is listed as a snake in the Bible. So maybe there's something about the tribe of Dan which wasn't good, you know, because a snake is like a picture of the devil. And maybe for some weird reason, that is left out of Israel. And maybe that's God's ultimate plan, is to Lee that he doesn't want the devil included in his people. But look, i got no proof about that. That's just me making stuff up off the top of my head because I don't really know the reason. So, but it's interesting, none the same, that there are two places in the Bible where the tribes are listed systematically and Dan is left out. Here's one of them and the other is in the book of Revelation. One thing's for sure, even though genealogies can be incredibly dull, you do find interesting things in them, and so here we've got a few interesting things to be found as well. So thank you, Lord, for the genealogies, as dull and as interesting as they are all at the same time. And Lord, we want to thank you for the Word of God, and Lord, we acknowledge that so much in the Word of God for us, and at the same time, we acknowledge there's so much else that we don't even understand, and we acknowledge, Lord, that your wisdom is far beyond ours. Lord, open our minds and hearts to receive the wisdom of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.